Hey guys, this is Ralph Macchio. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zabka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I am Brianna. And you guys, we're finally back again with another episode review, this time episode 303, Now You're Gonna Pay. Yes, we are here. We are here indeed. Um, the name game, just right off the bat real quick, the Now You're Gonna Pay, it's a Johnny line. Yes. Just uh, right before Daniel gets his butt kicked in the uh, infamous, the classic, iconic, uh, you know, all of the above yeah 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 traumatic yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the halloween fight yeah i did not think too much into it but why do you think this is the title um for this episode because you know obviously it's the reference to that and daniel and johnny do not share a scene in this episode n- no they don't but uh robbie ends up in basically the same position daniel mm. did after the halloween fight there we go there we go. That, that's it. And Johnny uh, pays for Miguel's surgery. Yes. Yes. Now you're okay. The pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, where, yeah. Where are you going with that? Yeah. Uh, no, no, there's no, no butt kicking. Just pay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Anything we want to get out of the way? I, I know that, you know, we got some more interviews on the way. Obviously uh, we are, I feel like we're, inching a little bit closer to getting these episodes done in a more timely fashion? Yes. Um, YouTube has a um, particular issue, which based on their reply to me the other day, they are aware of. Um, their encoder doesn't always work. Hmm. And I uploaded um, Owen's interview, which is 38 minutes long, um, four hours before it premiered. It should have been ready instantaneously. Encoding usually takes like 45 seconds. Um, And it's out there for three and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, is this like your old computer? Is this one that you usually have issues with? Yeah, I hate this computer. I need to I had a very um, similar situation with my, because you know, I just got this new laptop Mm -hmm. and I was having that problem exporting like the old interviews that I was trying to put on YouTube like that would take me forever. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it uh, was just a giant pain. But yeah. um, where we've uh, alleviated that we're going to start doing things, um, hopefully the day before now. Yeah. So no more relying on YouTube to actually do its job. Now, I'm, I'm kind of forgetting the timeline. But uh, in our last episode of review, did we mention two new cast members? Um, excuse me. We did, but you did not remember the little boy's name. Right. Dallas. (laughs) You still don't. (laughs) I'm still right there. I mean, I wasn't really prepared to talk about it. Uh, Anything else you think we can bring up uh, just in terms of house cleaning? Um, I, I, I I can't think of anything. We revealed a new logo. Yes, you the, know, that's the, the flat version of the new logo has been right. has been revealed. Um, still working on the the 3D version, uh, which will be the cover for the uh, podcast episodes 
um, and Apple Podcasts and things like that. Um, and that should be out hopefully by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Well, okay. So the, the, the one that we revealed, obviously, w- you know, we love it, but were you surprised? I don't, I don't know how f- deep into like the social media uh, tags, you know, for, for that uh, image, like on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But were you a little surprised to see like how much love we were actually getting for it or? Um, pl- I, I'm not going to say surprised um, because I mean, it wasn't crap, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the, the, the thing that brought me the most joy was how many people picked up on the eighties vibe we were going for. Like immediately they're like, Ooh, it's Miami vice or Ooh, it's saved by the bell. You know, yeah. they, they, they picked up on that, the eighties vibe that we're, we're wanting to uh, lean into. That's, that's exactly so, what, yeah, what we were going for. Um, I wasn't surprised for all the love. I think what surprised me was how many people wanted to comment on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, uh, so I, I think that, speaks volumes that people are like, you know, that they had something to say about the new logo, uh, mm-hmm. even on Instagram, you know, with folks, uh, folks that I, I don't really talk to on the reg, you know, people were just chiming in. Oh, my God, this is this is like totally 80s. And and people were like trying to word things as if like, you know, sometimes you can say like, oh, it's totally 80s and it, it would be like a knock on it. But people were even trying to like, oh, like in the best way of like, no, I totally get it. Because I think right. even somebody said like, oh, it looks like Saved by, Saved by the Bell. But I, I mean that as a compliment. I go, oh, yeah. I mean, no offense taken. That's exactly what we were going for. You know, right, like the right. late with, 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the Miami Vice and the Riptide. And I mean, that's the vibe we were going for. So if it reminded people of things from the 80s. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see any movies that came out that had any of our, you know, previous uh, interviewees or anything. I know that um, Hannah Keppel had something on Amazon Prime. You are uh, asking the wrong yeah, person. Okay. All right. I need to stop doing that. You know, if, if I want to talk about these <laughs> things, I should at least have some sources up rather than just like, hey, what was that one thing again? Right. Um, well, I mean, if you're asking about old stuff, odds are I will know. But anything from like 2000 on. Yeah. Yeah. Music. Okay. Yeah. But not really movies or TV unless it's Disney. Right. Because the grandchild is addicted to um, Disney Plus. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's that's now my life is watching Disney Plus with a 10 month old. Oh, well, I mean, I, I would rather watch the Disney Plus. I mean, I, I'm kind of stuck with like Coco Melon on YouTube. Oh, wow. <laughs> Paramount uh, Plus has the Backyardigans. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an alternative to YouTube anyway. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. Um, all right. So let's get to uh, this episode. I'm sure a lot of people want to um, you know, hear us talk about it because we do see it and hear it on social media. Uh, everyone's kind of asking, mm-hmm. like, hey, what's the next episode? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other thing is like, uh, just remember, you know, we we will re- um, not read feedback because we're not we're not soliciting like the um, uh, threads like we were in previous seasons because you and I like our schedules have uh, completely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, this week alone is daylight savings and that screwed up like both of my young ones is nap times and so that's been difficult like trying to schedule uh, interviews and stuff oh my god yes yeah. the baby wants to take a nap at seven o'clock at night and it's like yeah. it's an hour before bed right no i i am right there with you Ugh. so um 
what what was I getting to with that? Screwed up schedules. Screwed up schedules. Hmm. And why it takes us a little bit longer <laughs> to get things done. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, I, I there is um, the video game, uh, Cobra Kai Card Fighter on iOS and Android. That's available now. Uh, I played a little bit of it. I woke up this morning. It was on the home screen of my phone. Um, I looked at it and went, ooh, the icon's pretty. <laughs> And of course it is, it's Daniel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I haven't played it yet, though. Yeah, it, it's fine. Like, you know, it's um, the tutorial's a little long for my liking, and maybe I'm too old, but I couldn't figure out how to bypass all that. You know, like, um, I, I feel like maybe for, for us that are a little bit older, you know, we just like, okay, look, I've played enough games to kind of get how this works. Let, let's just pass all the Where's my space bar? Where's yeah. my space bar? <laughs> I, I needed that. I needed a little bit of that. Um. Yeah. So, okay. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this uh, episode <clears throat> synopsis is provided by Amy as usual. Uh, she writes, Johnny hits his season three rock bottom, um, interrupting Bobby, who is still not a priest, mid-sermon and teasing his congregation with a tidbit about a possible renal orgy involving soccer moms back in the day. It's a productive visit, though, inspiring Johnny to get his act together and be proactive about helping the Diaz family financially and reconciling with Robbie. Ult- ultimately, he only achieves one of those, but he's always full of good intentions, even when he fails. The Miyagi-Dos are also doing their best to help with Miguel's medical costs, which infuriates the Cobras, who ultimately beat up Nate, who gets the season's F-bomb and steal the cash. Things also aren't going well for Robbie and Juvie, where he's become a target and is dodging Daniel's phone calls. Meanwhile, sales are down at LaRusso Auto and Tom Cole, uses that in his attempt at a semi-hostile takeover. Thanks to Anusha's LaRusso loyalty, Amanda and Daniel hatch a plan, and Daniel heads to Japan to save the business. I mean, that's really the entire episode. It, it is. It is. But it's a good synopsis. It's, it's a great synopsis. Um, so well, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Uh, the teleplay is by Stacey Harmon. We've interviewed her. So she wrote the, mm-hmm. uh, the dialogue in this uh, episode and directed by... Um, newcomer Lynn Oding. I, I'm, I, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. So they, oh, I don't um, know. They do direct in blocks, but he's definitely newer to the series. Um, um, in terms of directing, yeah, that's but, not a name I recognize. Yeah. Uh, so a drunk degenerate walks into a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a joke. Um, my take from this, he's been there before and he has gone to Bobby many a times at church. Um, I think so. He he just kind of walked in like he knew exactly where he was going. He's drunk. Uh, very it, drunk. It's daylight. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's Sunday morning. Yes. But um, just, just the fact that because we, we don't know if he took an Uber or was the hospital close enough. Was he still, you know what I mean? Like the last time we saw him, Miguel kicked him out of the, the hospital. Out of his room. It it just occurred to me that you know he's that drunk on a Sunday morning. Maybe Bobby should be a priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I can get away with that joke. Remember, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the fact that he is that drunk on a Sunday morning is actually kind of disturbing. And it just occurred to me. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's like ten thirty on a Sunday morning. I mean, Amy said it best. He's hit, you know, his season three rock bottom right early on. Um, The sermon, my takeaway is, you know, kind of the season three theme, you know, forgiveness. Bobby's taking talking about forgiveness and and the Bible and how people go to it and 
there's all different types of forgiveness. Um, kind of emphasizes on self-forgiveness too. Right, which is definitely, I believe, a sermon that uh, Johnny could benefit from listening to and uh, taking to heart. And I think, you know, Bobby kind of gets it into his head a little bit later, at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the overall theme. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. There's a lot of forgiving going on, but then there's a lot of um, condemning yeah. and refusing to forgive going on throughout the season. So um, I did like that Bobby swept his leg. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the Reno trip. So Amy said it. <laughs> um, is that is that what we're all thinking? Uh, with soccer moms at the Hyatt that he doesn't think God would forgive them for? Yeah, I, I feel this is one of those like, you know, what happens at Vegas stays in Vegas, probably a bachelor party. And what do you know? A party of soccer moms happens to be in the vicinity of wherever they were. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're picking up a bunch of, you know, drunken soccer moms at a national championship or something, you know, and they're all out there with their kids without their husbands. Um, I mean, I don't I don't really know that it even would have had to have been a special occasion for the five of them to start with, because, you know, think of them at the bar last year when they were talking about some of the stuff they got up to before they were 18. Yeah, no, you're right. Hmm. So, you know, maybe they just got super drunk and decided to go to Vegas one night. Yeah, that could be. Uh, and I guess we also kind of find out that Bobby hasn't really had been in relations uh, for some time. <laughs> At least that he hasn't told uh, Johnny about. Um, I would say that he is almost definitely a bachelor um, mm -hmm. because we heard Jimmy talk about his wife. We've not heard Bobby talk about his. And Johnny seems to be under the impression or he's just delights in um, teasing Bobby about being celibate. Yeah. Yeah, well, we we have those friends. Uh, I do feel bad for him when, well, no, I guess that comes a little bit later. Uh, so we get the introduction of Sean. Uh, he is yes. a uh, inmate in Juvie where Robbie is. That's um, where we see Robbie. Uh, basically, um, they're kind of just establishing that Sean runs the joint. Um, uh, yeah, backed up by Robbie reading Lord of the Flies. Yeah, um, it's I, I, I vaguely remember the movie, and that's not a book we read in school. Uh, basically, it's about an airplane full of young schoolboys that crash on a desert island, basically, and the pilot is killed. So it's just a bunch of teenage boys left to their own devices. Yeah. And they build their own society and there is a pecking order and, um, you know, people that cross the, the ones that have named themselves leaders get murdered and... It's a it's actually really good. I really like the book. It's disturbing that they make 15 year olds read it. Yeah. But because <laughs> um, there's the, a hell of a lot of dead people in blood in this book. Um, the, the one thing I remembered and see, you know, it, it's, it's kind of sad with like um, the things that they actually show on TV nowadays. You know, I, I think about like when Walking Dead came out, it kind of made us desensitized to that type of gore and violence. Uh, I mean, that's an example of it. Right. And um, for me, what I do remember the little bit from that movie was 
the one scene where a bunch of kids are pu- pushing like a boulder off of a cliff onto another kid beneath. Mm-hmm. See, so like that has stuck with me and I vaguely remember the movie. So I, I think that's just a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a PSA, but just be mindful of the things that you're watching when you have kids around because I, I'm not living in my own home right now. And um, my sister-in-law's like a husband, he watches like all the things on Netflix. And I got like an eight-year-old walking around and a two-year-old walking around. And I'm like, you know, can we watch something a little less violent right now? Or, you know, things uh, a little less vulgar because it, it will stick with the kids. Um, I'm, I'm in uh, one of my weird in um, Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I get in, hooked on those weird shows, like when I was addicted to hoarders last year, um, right now it's Fear Thy Neighbor, okay, which is a lot of blood and murder. Um, mm. True stories of true, true neighborhoods. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Neighborhoods that erupt and neighbors that murder each other and blow each other up and all this stuff. And I always have to turn it off when the, the baby comes in the room and my son is like, you know, mom, she's 10 months old. She won't remember. And I'm like, yeah, but if I don't get in the habit now. I will watch this stuff when she does remember. Yeah. And that would be a bad idea. So. Um, Sean, what do you think about him? I love him. <laughs> well, we spoke with OK, so we I, I, I think we love him. I mean, th- this OK, man, yeah, I love OK. OK, <laughs> yeah. This man is stealing people's like care packages. Um, I Empanadas, guess not though. I yeah, mean, sure. But is that the toll for like tables? Is that what you what you got to cough up? You know, you, um, some empanadas for for like a table in the in a rec room. I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've <laughs> never been in juvie. So yeah. they, they, um, they can't barter cigarette sticks, you know, for for things. Right. Yeah. They, they, they can't barter cigarettes because it's not legal for them to smoke yet. Um, well, that's a good point, too. Yeah. But I I think that this is a pretty good interpretation of like, uh, at least from the outside world. Is yeah. it this clean? No. Um, it, there's a whole lot more going on than, you know, getting your, your cards knocked off the table and getting punched in the face. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's a, it's a whole lot darker than that in there, but sure. You know, some stolen empanadas psh, ain't no big. Yeah. I mean, definitely some, Heavy hazing here. I mean, I don't know how long Angel has been there, but uh, he's already picked on and clearly he doesn't want to step up uh, to Sean. So I I think that kind of speaks volumes of how dangerous this kid can be. Right. Yeah. And I mean, okay, plays him very, very menacingly. Yeah. um, And very convincingly. Like from the moment Sean appears on the screen, you know that this guy is going to be a problem. Indeed. And, you know, just a reminder, this is Juvie. They're under 18. <laughs> yes. Oh, right. Uh, and he's yeah. enormous. Yeah. Um, oh, but but I, I'm just saying, like, you know, with what we know that might come in season four, you know, the, the fact that uh, Sean is under 18 oh, is, yeah. is something to kind of put a bookmark on. Oh, is that your way of discussing videos <laughs> without discussing videos? That's sneaky. Yeah, is it? Uh, no, uh, it's actually blatant. Uh, but good try. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. A for effort. Um, <laughs> Robbie gets a phone call from Daniel and he hangs up. Doesn't want to hear it. I mean, Daniel's the one who put him in there. Poor Daniel. Poor Robbie. Poor both of them. Absolutely. Poor, I, yeah. If Robbie would just give him those 45 seconds that were missing from the, the conversation at, at, you know, Shannon's rehab. If everyone can get 45 seconds just to explain something. 
Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God. Go all the way back to, you know, Johnny's first interaction with Judy at the very beginning. Give him 45 seconds to explain what he meant. Yeah. Of course, then we have no show. Right. But, you know. Um, let's see here. Um, one go? of the things that, yeah. that that strikes me here is when when Daniel um, when Daniel hangs up, he says Robbie still won't take his calls. So he's been trying. Right. Um, he he has not been going to visit him the way he said he would, which get off your butt and go, Daniel. Um, but he has been trying to call him. See, now, now I'm wondering how soon is this right after the events of episode 302? Right, because if Daniel has been trying, how often is he trying? Because then maybe it was in immediately, you know, after the hospital, then, you know, the next day, Johnny goes to see Bobby. Um, no, it can't be that fast because Johnny's beard is too long. Mm, mm-hmm. And and he's, he's, he's scruffed up. Right. So um, it's been, I would say, a week at yeah, least he's, he's healed a little bit from the the fight with the uh, paper towel dispenser. Right, right. He's not got the he's not got the cut on his forehead anymore. The bruises on his face are gone. Um, so it, it, at, at least a week, possibly closer to two. So maybe a few days in between. Daniel's trying to call. Yeah, but he really. Sh- I mean, he promised Robbie that he would visit him every day, and. I think that he should have fulfilled that promise, whether Robbie responded or not, because now on top of betraying him, he lied to him. Yeah, but we we don't know. I mean, maybe they just haven't said that. And maybe Daniel has attempted to. That's a possibility. It is. It is a possibility. I would think he would have mentioned something about it then, though, because that's kind of an exposition that we would need. Yeah. Um, Then we... uh... Cut back to the dealership after Robbie hangs up on Daniel. Um, Amanda says that, you know, people have a way of coming around or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And she, he, that he's a kid. Yeah. But she even says that, like, you know, at some point she kind of warmed up to Louis. Yeah. Nobody hated your cousin more than me. Mm-hmm. And I immediately um, thought I, of you. I, 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 yes. I'm going to raise my hand, okay. Amanda. I came pretty close. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then, we, you, you know, not going to lie, what Louis said to to that lady to buy the car, that's that's not I, I don't hate him for that. That's not bad. <laughs> if he called me Mama Sita, I would smack the shit out of him. Well, but, but you know, like I, I get where he was going. Like, hey, you know, the kids are out of the house. Why don't you splurge on yourself? Like he's smooth talking to her. You know, I. OK, that part was fine. <laughs> Mama Sita? Oh yes. hell no! No, I know, I know. That's that's. But that, there, there's your Louis, right? I mean, right. Uh, Amanda hasn't turned like completely 180 on him. Like she's like, look, he's not that terrible. She's like reluctantly accepting of the fact that he doesn't suck 100. percent Maybe it's only 95. Right. right. Um, and then Tom Cole and the new show up. Uh, who wants to buy the dealership? And we're talking about just this location, right? Well, I, see, I don't know. I mean, later on in the in the episode, he's talking about just Van Eyes, which right. would Daniel and Amanda please decide which dealership they're going to have their main office at? I, I feel like maybe um, Tom Cole is thinking like this is the first like domino, you, you know, like. 
if I can get this one dealership and then with my exclusivity with Doyona, he's not going to be able to afford, you know, the rest of the loca- you know, the dealership and have to, you know, bankrupt file bankruptcy or something. Well, I mean, I I understand, you know, the need for them to change the location where they're filming, like the first dealership that they filmed that got sold and like opened up or turned into something else or something. Yeah. Um, But season one, Daniel and Amanda were always at the Encino dealership with Louis and Anoush. And in season two, they were in NoHo with with Louis and Anoush. Wasn't there a Hollywood location? Yeah, North Hollywood. That was season two. And now we're in Van Nuys. Yeah. Um, Pick one. Yeah. Mm. Do they just random? I mean, I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah. um, Also, the the debate between Keurig and Nespresso. Yeah, I I don't have a preference, but I'm I'm also not much of a coffee drinker. Um, I have a Keurig in my kitchen. I okay. cannot afford an espresso, therefore I drink Keurig. I you know I feel I, I think we have both. I mean, Keurig where we were li- staying at, and Nespresso here, which I don't touch. Anything hawked by George Clooney, with the exception of the Floby, is going to be <laughs> incredibly pricey. <laughs> Is that the haircutting vacuum? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he um apparently um George Clooney cuts his own hair with a Floby and has since like 1994. Well, if it works for him. It works. I mean, <laughs> he's gorgeous. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Um, Miguel gets a visit from Sam probably the first time since that uh, the night of the fight or the day of the fight. <laughs> Uh, I would say so. Yeah, she does not seem at all comfortable to be there. Right. Um, and she, she's kind of kind of taking some blame for it. Uh, and he's also taking some blame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this is the first mention of the doctor from out of state that works miracles. Right. Uh, Miguel mentions that his mom's going to be in debt because of the operation. So there's a little foreshadowing for this episode. Right. And and after Sam and Miguel are both done taking the blame for stuff they didn't actually do because she didn't kick him over the railing and he didn't cut her arm. Um, then is the discussion about about uh, Tori. Well, but also there's the uh, I, I don't remember which sequence came first, but um the senior octopus kind of comes up again. The, uh, the that's, card. that's yeah, that's that's after that. Um, OK, when they're talking about Tori is where the everybody's got a sob storyline. Right. The, was the, slipped in. Yeah. Where we heard from season two's um, trailer. Uh, right. It's in the no, it's in the cold open for episode nine. OK, um, the, during the uh, montage. Yep. Yep. Everybody's got a sob story that doesn't give you the right to be a bully. And it yeah. was weird because that was the that was a line that was not in the season anywhere. Um, so it slipped in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I guess that card, you know, it it, it it's very straightforward. Um, you know, it, you, you occupy my time or something like that, and you occupy my thoughts. Okay, yeah. And so this entire time, all of her thoughts have been with him, not so much Robbie. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of telling there. Yeah, it's it, it's the same um, kind of vibe or energy 
um, as Miguel's text messages to ta- to uh, Sam versus to Tori. Mm-hmm. Um, and but at the same time, Sam knows where Robbie is, and you know, kind of knows that that he'll be okay one way or the other when he gets out. Um, Miguel, she did not know that. For right. The longest time she didn't know if he was going to wake up. You know, she didn't. She, they don't know if he's going to walk again. Yeah. Uh, gets a little awkward when Hawk shows up and uh, very awkward, very awkward, awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hawk and Sam exchange some unpleasantries. Yes. And the ad libbed princess line. Yeah. Uh, Jacob talked about it in our second interview with him. Um, yeah. You 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 can cut that tension with a knife. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's something to look out for season four, but it's very interesting that, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the actual season, but the way season three ends up, it it is going to be interesting how season four opens up. Right. Especially, I mean, you look at Hawk's clothing here and it is black and red. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like very, you know, he is Cobra Kai to the core. Mm hmm. Where Sam is wearing like multi multicolored flowers, which, you know, leans into the conflicted emotions and she's torn between Robbie and Miguel and that whole thing. Yeah. Um, We cut to Johnny and Bobby again and, you know, just kind of more back and forth. Um, Johnny is. He said, I'm forgetting, he um, showed him how to show mercy and what else? How to be strong, how to be strong and show mercy. Uh, yes. Yeah. And there's something that Bobby says that, that I really like, you know, he's like, you did the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know, just a really good um, back and forth between characters in this entire episode. Um, it's really this- funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say Stacy like really knows how to flip it back and forth between like funny dialogue and some serious dialogue because we got something coming up where I'm just like, oh, my God, this has got to be like a really fun scene to just just go over with somebody, you know, back. And right. Forth. Yeah. This this conversation between Johnny and Bobby is just very comfortable mm. and very at ease. And Johnny is so vulnerable with Bobby. Um, and I like that because it indicates that he really does have people who love him and he really has, you know, let his guard down, not with women necessarily, but with other people, Mm -hmm. he can still talk to Bobby and probably Jimmy, um, the way that he did when they were kids, you know, and, and. I also like that he mentions that he's on probation for the fight from episode one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so a nice call back there too. We get, we get a little bit more of that in, in a couple of scenes later on here. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to, um, let's see, we're at the car. Wait, 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 no. Uh, so Cole and LaRusso. So yeah, this is just more on the, on the actual deal, I suppose. Um, it just gives us a reason uh, for Anoush and Louis to talk and mm-hmm. kind of spill the beans on what's going on. Right. The the whole Goomba thing still just cracks me up. Yeah. The, 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 that is the most Goomba thing you've ever, you can't say that word. That's our word. Is it yeah. really? I don't know. So, I mean, like, <laughs> just, okay. 
the um the the, the living situation for Anuj, uh it's you know he mentions like it's a bit of an upgrade do mm-hmm. we think that tom cole gave him a little bump in money I, i'm forgetting the details from season two. Oh yeah amanda said that he got he got uh, more money and a higher title yeah so th- that explains his uh Oh, what, he's two bedroom apartment now or something? Yeah. And how the hell do you live at the 99 cent store? I, I That's got to mean something else that we don't know that we're not privy to. I, I was I was trying to figure that out myself. I mean, because like then later on, he says outpost. I don't know if that's a street or because there's a store name out, uh, called outpost. I I have no idea. For all I know, Louie is sleeping on a cot behind the 99 <laughs> cent store. <laughs> Next to homeless land. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you never quite know with Louis. Anoush obviously seems to know what he means, though. Yeah, I mean, they um, speak each other's language, so yes, they do very yeah. much. And I, as much as I detest Louis, I have missed Louis and Anoush. Yeah, I, I they're I, hilarious I together. They, they really, really are. Um, I do like the scene. Um. Okay, so now, yeah, we we find out that Doyona um, has dealt with Cole uh, exclusively, so they're going to cut ties with LaRusso. That's what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, In my opinion, for having just picked up Anoush from your, like, rival, I probably would have kept him out of the dark. I mean, I don't know how, I mean, it's, it's a higher title, higher pay. I don't know if I can trust you yet. Like stealing you was just a move I was making. You know what I mean? Right. And not only fill him in on all your sordid little details, but drag him back and forth to all your meetings with the guy right. that he used to work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and if you're, if you're if you don't care enough to learn the man's name, like that's I think that's I don't know if Cole is like a really smart businessman. I think he is what Daniel describes a little bit later on. You know, he's that type. He's the slimy kind that failed upwards. Right. Yep. Um, You see, now we cut to uh, the car wash and uh, a couple things here. We find out that Moon is a sex positive feminist, something Mm -hmm. that you uh, talked to um, Hannah Keppel about uh, when she came on there. And uh, for those that maybe missed that episode, can you shed a little light on a sex positive feminist? Um, a sex positive feminist is a woman who believes that her body is hers to um, express with. Basically, if she wants to dress in a bikini and turn a man on, she has every right to. She's not uh, selling out to the patriarchy because it is her choice to do so. Yeah. Um. Right. So basically her body, it's yes, all of that. Yeah, it's her I, body and it's her right to, to, to choose how she dresses it. And if she wants to dress sexy and, and be sexy, then she absolutely can. I didn't want a mansplain like Cole did in the previous episode or uh, scene <laughs> with, the, uh, with the executive ex- assistance. Right, um, right, right. Completely missed that part. Uh, Paul, for those that, that didn't know his name, well, was one of the potential Miyagi-Do students from season two, shows up here in a car full of other guys, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris washes their car for them. They get a whole windshield full of Chris. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Chris's nipples. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, funny scene. Uh, we find out that oh, hilarious might have burnt himself a little bit because it was a hot day. So I, I'm glad that it was at least hot, you know, because mm-hmm. we hear... How often it was cold and muddy and they have to pretend that it's actually warm. 
Right. Um, one thing I do want to point out, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or just they had it available. So they used it. The picture that they have on the sign for the car oh, wash for Sholo, yeah. um, is the picture from Miguel's Facebook on Yaya's birthday from season one, just with Yaya cut out. I I, I think so. I mean, it's, it's maybe that's um, some, you know, whoever was in charge of those signs, that's where they got it from. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Sam made the signs and, you know, she would have gotten it from his Facebook or it wasn't called Facebook in season one. It was called something else. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, I, I found it interesting. There's one young lady that's kind of like deep in there, you know, where all the cars are. And I feel she's a little far away from the street where nobody would see the sign. But that's just me. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it's just something where I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to see that sign where you're standing, young lady. You should probably move closer to the street. That's. Oh, just... I wasn't uh, one of the background extras out there spinning the yeah. sign. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, she was kind of inside more because you know, like it, it, it didn't appear that the cars were close enough to the the street where, like, you know, passerbys would actually see and you know, pull in. But yeah. oh, because they were pulled up in the parking lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mitch and Hawk show up. They don't like that Miyagi-Do is putting on a uh, car wash here to raise funds to help with Miguel. And again, mm-hmm. this is something that Miguel mentioned to um, to Sam earlier. Yep. And there's absolutely, you know, no no callbacks involved whatsoever in having a bunch of Cobra Kai come around that corner on motorcycles. Nope, not one. Nope, not not at all. Nope. Uh, we do see, um, we, we see most of the Miyagi-Do uh, out there. Nate's the one who's out there collecting money. Yes, so, I love that Nate's the one in charge of the money because he's the youngest. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's uh, he likes math humor. Maybe maybe he can keep accountability of the money. Well, plus he know. keeps running up to people's cars and grabbing their money out of their hands. He's a lot smaller. He can fit in those uh, tight spaces. Right. Um, and you don't expect him to pop up under your rearview mirror. No, uh, that'd be 20 bucks. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Johnny cleans up for an interview. We see the, uh, the return of the... Um, the suit and funny enough, Stacey Harmon also wrote that one episode that put him in the suit in the first place. Yep. I'm like, that, that, that was actually my note here was um, return of Johnny's sink and Dwight suit. Yeah. So this was a lot of fun. This gentleman he's speaking to, I believe his name, character name is Carl. And um, Johnny is just looking, you know, ba- basically we're finding out in this episode, Johnny is going to go, um, uh, at length to do whatever he can to get money for the Diaz's and yes. this this job um, basically it's everything that he was doing in the very first episode basically and um, I do like this exchange where the guy's like hey I noticed that you didn't write down like any prior arrest what, what are we talking about here and this whole thing that Johnny gets into is pretty hilarious I like what he does with the uh, willf- willful destruction of property right it, I uh, think is what they said or yeah yeah what not he does necessarily in that order yeah so that's just you know some some great de- um delivery from one billy zapka uh, i feel so bad for johnny though he's like gosh this feels so great to be talking about this yeah no I, oh, don't unburden your soul to your potential boss johnny yeah no no i i, I totally get it you know like we've uh, interviewed a lot of people and and um i think they also like speaking to us because sometimes it's therapeutic, you know, and this is yeah same thing for Johnny. You know, he's like, oh, shit, I've had no one to tell this to. Like, it actually feels good, you know, because like I think it's a little bit different when he's 
you know, quote unquote speed dating and telling women different things because like, you know, in one instance, you see Johnny's like not even really paying attention to the conversation. He's just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in right here, it's like mano y mano. And he thinks that, you know, this is just like shooting the shit with one of the guys. So um, it, some things are taken out of context where he talks about like beating up on, you know, a, a minor, technically minors, because right. the kids were a bunch of pricks. <laughs> they were. Yeah, they were a bunch of pricks. Um. All right. So he goes into the car. Is very frustrated. You know. Um. Kind of throws the suitcase around a little bit, and we see that he was kind of going through the paper, circling a few, um, job announcements. I, I suppose one including dancing. But yeah, Johnny's. But see, here's the thing. He's got X's over the ones that he doesn't want. Assuming he's got a oh. question mark on that one. So I'm wondering whether he's questioning if he should apply for it or if he's questioning he should find out where it is so he could go there. Um, hmm. Okay, but, I didn't think about it that way. See the X's? I thought he tried those and those were right. Failures. Either they were either they were bust or yeah. he's not interested or something like that. But the the thing I I paused it and I looked because you know it's me. Um, well, you know, and you you never know what you're gonna find doing things like that, right? Just like right. What I found out is uh -huh. that our boy Hector owns a meat processing plant, and he's really desperate for um, employees because he's got four ads in that paper. Really? Um, like, how? Where does his name show in those ads? Yeah, it says "Call Hector" at the end. Um, there's mm -hmm. four of them, and like every other ad in the paper that says "Call so and so," there are no phone numbers on those ads. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Couldn't even come up with some five five fives, huh? Um, and then there's some like there's like three or four generic ten ninety nine positions that say facility facilities coordinator. Um, and I, I, I mean, they had to pad the paper. They couldn't come up with, you know, 25 individual, you know, classified ads to put on there. So I don't blame them for repeating them. Either yeah. that or Hector is just really, really desperate for people to come work at his meat processing plant. <laughs> that, that could be, you know, maybe it's up, you know, brand new and it's booming. So he needs, he needs all the help he can get. Right. So uh, Robbie is eating lunch and sees uh, Sam on the news in front of the car wash. And um, Sean immediately picks up on that. This might be the girlfriend and kind of knows the situation. I, I guess this this incident at the school has been all over the news. There. Everyone seems to know all the details. Right. I do yeah. like the uh, the food references about, uh, you know, the milk, horchata and dark roast. Yeah, um, vanilla is not her flavor anymore. Mm. Mm -hmm. Poor Robbie. I mean, <laughs> and, and and that comes right after Sam saying, "We love you, Miguel." Right. Which yeah, has to just, be like a stab in the heart, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, just um, just adding salt to the wound, really. Yeah. So this this is uh who who the Sean guy is. Mm hmm. Um, confrontation with Sean, and he gets jumped. Yeah. And he gives the the classic, you know, my karate is about self-defense. And we have seen a barely trained Robbie take on Trey and Cruz by himself and come out mostly victorious. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we've never actually seen him win like a fight. Right. Which is it, it didn't even occur to me because I was like, how come Robbie couldn't take these guys? Robbie took. 
literally no one he's ever fought. What on earth? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. He seems um, to he seems to get in a pickle with guys bigger than him. I think is another thing. He didn't beat Hawk. He didn't beat Miguel. Uh, um, Hawk had an advantage. I know, but yeah. he didn't. I mean, he He's won. Didn't win. Yeah, but he didn't beat him. Right. He didn't beat Trey and Cruz either time. Mm-hmm. Um. He did. I guess he did beat Hawk at the mall. But okay, I mean it was a move, but it was. But he had really... some. He had yeah. It was, it was he had some backup because he had Sam with him, right? Yeah. And then it's arguable that had Miguel not let go of his arm, he wouldn't have won that fight either. So Robbie just can't win. Right, and and he's not going to the rest of the no. season. <laughs> so maybe season four. Who knows? The rise of Robbie. Right. Well, I mean, as of the end of this episode, he hasn't won a fight yet. So right. E correct. Um, all right, so let's see here. We go to uh Lyle, the pawn shop guy. Uh, nice surprise. We find out that he's got a third location. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I, I think I think this Matt just plays him so well. He uh, does. <laughs> he's just so he's just so over Johnny from the my, minute he walks in. My favorite thing is when Johnny um talks about how like it's got uh, the, the laptop that he tries to sell back. It's got no Jews. <laughs> and Lyle, you, Lyle is like, I can't believe I'm going to even ask you this. But like, the, that, that's the, yeah. Did you, you, you know, what? <laughs> never mind. What else you got in there? Uh, that was probably like the best thing that, uh, out of that. Oh, so, my God. That, that, that was change. fantastic. Um, yeah. I did notice that there is a Vietnam veteran flag hanging on the wall behind him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I didn't know if that was just to remind us that we have this whole Vietnam storyline going on this season that we're not seeing in this episode or what, but it, it could be coincidental. Like I, I feel um, at pawn shops and swap meets, you find a lot of like old military stuff that people just donate or, you know, sell or whatever. Yeah, that that just that things. stuck out to me, as did the mm-hmm. actual paper copy of the Kelly Blue Book. Um, well, I, I know that he busted out of the book. I didn't read the, you know, the title on it, but I appreciate that he did that. Didn't even like look it up on the website instead. I, but, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know they still printed the KBB, honestly. Well, yeah, you know, let's be fair. Uh, maybe Johnny's like, Hey, I got 93 caravan, you know, and maybe just to humor him. He's like, well, let me, let me use the paper version of the Kelly Blue Book because maybe it was show there would different. be a 93. Yeah, there would be a 93 Dodge Caravan in the in the paper version. Yeah, no, I and I love that too. He's like, oh, oh yeah, well, let me take a look here. <laughs> oh, what does it say? <laughs> Get the hell out of my shop. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what though? The sad thing is that that van is um, in 2018. That van is uh, 25 years old, so it's a uh, classic. Well, also like. Um, from you know what you said about the mileage being so low, I I feel mm-hmm. like it's got some value. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it. It would depend. the The actual the NADA and the KBB values both would be starting to rise depending on mm. the condition of it, okay. because it is a classic and and heading for antique. But they were ugly. The ninety three yeah. caravans were ugly. So I don't know. Yeah, who well them. that that. One that he's driving, yes, because I don't like the the fake wood design on the, on the outside. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. 
Daniel comes back from his lunch with the news, and that's probably where Daniel's, you know, making that offer for him to come back. Um, and Louie and Amanda looking like they're posing for a uh, a print for this whiskey or whatever the hell they're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be product placement. McCallum. <laughs> I wanted to look it up to see if it's real, but just like the framing of it, when we come back to that scene and the way Red Ernst is sitting, I'm like, man, he's like the Dosekis guy. Yeah, the Dosekis guy. (laughs) It's kind of like that, the way he's sitting and stuff. Um, kind of. Or Ryan Reynolds hawking his gin, you know? Uh, Or no, no, no. George Clooney is the gin. What's Ryan Reynolds sell? Yes. Are we talking about Saint, the, the March of Ides movie? What, what are we talking about? No, like in reality. Oh, what they. Ryan Reynolds has a, has a has a, a a booze company, but I can't remember what he sells. Mm, Is okay. it bourbon? A, a lot of them do. I know Diddy does the rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, where, where do we leave off here? OK, so, uh, yeah, Louis and Amanda, uh, we get the backstory on why. Daniel's into the cars, right? Yes, um, I love that. This this entire oh, I love this whole thing right here. Mm-hmm. So Daniel talks about like, you know, his mom's car being such a you know a piece of junk, and when Mr. Miyagi gave him his first car, you know, that's all that's all he ever wanted was like a, his own car. Mm-hmm. So when Mr. Miyagi gave it to him, it was really special. But when he's talking about his mom's car, I love. Louis look because Louis gives this look like oh yeah I remember that car yeah you know what I mean and, and that just it, it just makes it feel more real you know like more lived in this this universe like oh of course Louis would know that car they're the cousins it does and actually I um the shot that they used of you know them pushing out from the uh, the uh, Canyon Portal ho- hotel there mm-hmm. I understand why it's because he was talking about how they had to jump start it you know they had to push it to 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 start it yeah. Um, but I almost kind of would have preferred that they used the shot of them pulling out of the parking space in Newark, because then you could imagine that Louie is one of those kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that thought has crossed my mind, but you know, just like what you said, that they wanted to see them jumpstart the car. Right. Yeah. For and those in, in, in neither shot is in, in neither shot is Daniel Ralph, but right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I and now I kind of do. I kind of imagine Louie as one of those kids on the sidewalk. Yeah. And um, um, Daniel continues that basically Mr. Miyagi um, kind of pushed him into selling cars because he knew that. Uh, well, it, he, he credits him for the love of the cars. But mm-hmm. the, the quote that I like is that um, uh, was it Daniel's son? Man who. Man uh, who works for passion, passion is richer, um, richer than a man who than works man. for money. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Amanda mouths it because she's heard the quote. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's something that they went by. And um, so, yeah, I really love that. And that's something I know that you especially, uh, you know, to kind of get more backstory as to why Daniel became a car salesman. Mm-hmm. I, I always liked the idea that Mr. Miyagi is the reason Daniel loves cars as much as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but this makes sense. You know, um, I settled into and got used to Daniel being a car salesman, but listening to him remember who he is and where he came from and all of his talking about how, you know, all of this came from Mr. Miyagi. 
Um, right, right. Just, um, I'm just kind of, you know, curled up in the corner bawling. Excuse me. No problem. I mean, like this this show, <laughs> it's 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 a emotional roller coaster, right? From season to season, episode to it episode. Is. And what what I really like about um about this, like it, it in season one when Daniel visits Miyaki's tombstone, um, you know, unless you heard it in our coverage or you really follow the big three, John Hartwitz has tweeted out because I asked him in a QA about making Mr. Miyagi pass a lot later than when Pat Morita did in 2005. So 2011, when Mr. Miyagi passed away, so that way the LaRusso's, or he was around the LaRusso's long enough before he passed. Um, if that wasn't the case, if he died in 2005, Amanda doesn't know that quote, I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, no. uh, or vaguely remembers it or, you know, whatever it is. So th- that's just one of those payoffs in their writing, you know. Right. And I think I, I can I can see them, you know, when they bought their first dealership, when Mr. Miyagi was still alive, you know, having that on a plaque in their shared office. Yeah. Or, you know, something just to remind them where they came from and what they intended to do. Yeah. Daniel became a car salesman to share his love of cars um, with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty stinking awesome. I do too. And then we get the little uh, bonsai tree flashback. Oh my God. Oh I my really God. like the, the transition that they add there. Could they have put that open eye any more perfectly? Yeah, it was good. Where was they good. did to have him looking back over Daniel's shoulder again. So good. It's almost blinking. You miss it. Beautiful. Oh my mm-hmm. God. It's so beautiful. Um, one like little Easter egg. Uh, call back to season one um, back during uh, Louie and Amanda's conversation. Um, Louie talks about going over to Tom Cole and showing him some Jersey justice. Oh, uh-huh. And Amanda says, what you going to do? Get your biker friends and go get your asses kicked again. Hey, I, th- I thought we weren't going to bring yeah, that I thought up that we again. decided not to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, uh, um, yeah. Uh, one of the times of my rewatch of this episode, I was just like, so did Amanda sit him down like a child? And it's like, all right, okay, we'll just uh, forget it ever happened. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thanks. You know, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that's what that is. Yeah. Nice callback. Um, now we cut back to Robbie who looks like he just came back from brushing his teeth and Sean and company wants to steal his pillow. So what a way to end of the day. Yeah, that sucks. Um, we He finds out that Johnny's coming to visit the next day. Yeah, it was a super short scene. Mm-hmm. Um, now this one I love. Johnny goes to visit Sid. Uh, this is the conversation, the dialogue that I was referring to earlier, where mm-hmm. I feel like this is the one that like, oh, if you had a choice to just kind of read dialogue with another partner, like this would be a really fun one to play Sid because, oh my God, Ed Asner, he's oh, Jesus. fucking kills it. Oh my God. I, so I could not imagine anyone other than Ed Asner, even though Sid is a super minor, you know, recurring character at this point. I could not imagine anyone other than Ed Asner playing he's him. so good. Like his deliveries, the dialogue itself. It's that little so chuckle he has, that, mm. <laughs> that yeah. little chuckle through his nose. You, you know what? Like, uh, did you ever see Big Trouble in Little China? No. Okay. Uh, so, some people are going to get this reference, but Sid kind of reminds me of like old David Lopan, you know, where Jack Burton goes to see him and he's like kind of toying with him when he talks. It's, it's kind of like that here. Like, 
you know, Johnny is here for like, he wants to do a good deed, but um, Sid is like, I've cut you off. Like, I don't care about you. And um, just there's everything about their exchange is just so golden. Uh, but before, you know, if you have any more notes about it, uh, I do like when he walks into the house, he does look at this like silver or white gold statue as he walks in. Uh, yeah, I think the I think the um, indication we're supposed to get is that this thing is solid silver. Yeah. Um, so basically, he is asking for money for Miguel and mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, no, I, I heard all about this. I'm not going to help you out um, is basically the gist of it. Um, I just he's got Emmys. Yeah. And all kinds of awards sitting all over his office, which makes sense. He was the head of Lorimar in the mm -hmm. 70s. Yep. Lorimar was one of the biggest television studios in the world in yeah, the 70s and 80s. So he's got something that looks like a um, like a Emmy on his desk, one at least one on the shelf. Um, I don't know what the star one is supposed to be like. I don't, what, what does the Tony look like? Um, I don't know, but I don't so, know. Tony's like musical, right? Yeah, Tony or, is Broadway. Broadway, yeah. I, I I wanted to kind of like look up what were some of the um, you know, the statues looked like to kind of see what they were trying to mimic. You know, the star reminded me of the more you know screen. Mm -mm. You don't know the more you know screen. I'm gonna have to find that and and tag you on that on Twitter. Okay. How do you not know the more you know? <laughs> the more you know. Um. I'll, okay, yeah. I'll I'll tag you. Don't worry. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any more, more notes on that? I, I like how he says uh, something like, "You're a cold old man," and don't you forget it, Buster. <laughs> um. Yeah. We we get the. He digs as, far as his I know. Dad, yeah. The know. only mention yeah. of Johnny's father so far. A loser like your dad. Yeah. Um, which does indicate that. Um, Sid knows him or knows of him. Right. And knows that he's not dead, or at least he wasn't dead um, when Johnny was little. He took off. Yeah. Um, and then Johnny uh, somehow both defending the secretary and being, uh, I don't even know what, with the hash brown me too crack. Mm. Like, you're going to expose that your stepfather did something inappropriate with his secretary, but then reducing it to a hash brown and what? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's trying. Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, and then as he leaves, I feel like. I feel like before he got to the house, that was something that he was considering was stealing. Maybe thought, you know, a better judgment. Um, and I was like, well, no, let me just talk to him. And the way it ended on his way out, he goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> See, I, I got the um, fuck it. I'm just going to take it thing. But I yeah. didn't think that he like had thought of that at all in advance of going. I thought he was really going to go humble himself hat in hand for Miguel's sake. And he expected it to work. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, you know, stealing the silver statue in the front hallway occurred to him at all. Um, mainly because that was his house. 
when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's walked past that silver statue in that front hall. How many thousands and thousands of times? Hmm. I mean, it could have been moved. And oh, I mean, you know what? I mean, maybe that's why he grabbed that one because he knew its value. Possible. You know, like, hey, don't ever touch this. You know, that, that kind of thing growing up. Um, also kind of newer. possible that he or kind of obvious rather that um, he doesn't think Sid's going to notice. Yeah, yeah I, I would say he doesn't he wouldn't care if Sid noticed. Well, if if Sid noticed that it turned up missing, he's going to know Johnny took it. Right. But I think at that point, it's like, who cares? Um, if, especially with this threat. Yeah, you know, that's that, true. You know, with the threat, um, it's still pretty cold the way Sid comes at him, even with with that. It's like, you know, I, I'm forgetting the exact line, but basically it's like, dude, uh, I'm I'm pretty powerful. Like, you know, I didn't come get where me. I am by caring about my reputation. Yes, thank you. So yeah, so there we go. So I, I think, you know, at this point, Johnny's not not gonna care. I, again, he's th- this is all for Miguel. Like he's yeah, he and he'd care. do anything for him. Yeah. Uh, quick scene uh, where Nick uh, Nate gets taken by Cobra Kai. Uh, we got the characters of Hawk, Mitch, and Mikey. Again, if you're gonna have the little guy. Hold the money. Don't leave him there by himself. Right. And Nate put the money in the backpack a lot quicker than uh, faster. Than right. That. A little bit faster. Just a little faster. You're by yourself, buddy. Right. Don't just kind of stand there and count it in the open in public. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Uh, so, yep. Felt, felt bad for Nate in that moment for sure. I did. Why was there not an adult with that child? Yeah. Um, we go back to the dealership and the LaRussos declined Cole's offer. Uh, told him to go to page nine where they drew a big middle finger mm-hmm. in the, in his offer. I like that. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Um, Daniel Winks. Yeah. Um, I love that. Some takeaways. Uh, this is when Anoush basically is like, oh, yeah, well, well, Tom Cole picks up on that Anoush told them. So this is kind of what I was uh, mentioning earlier about like Tom Cole doesn't seem to be really, a, you know, a really smart businessman. I mean, I'm sure he's, he's, he knows some things obviously because he's pretty, pretty successful. Um, but just like in terms of dude, you're like, he, he can't even sleep with the enemy. Right. <laughs> it It's also possible that he's good at business, but horrible at reading people. Yeah. Yeah, for oh, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, like maybe he inherited the dealership from his dad or something. Um, mm, so he's possible. got the actual salesman under him, the ones who can read people. Yeah, yeah. And okay. he just sits there and, you know, is a douche clown. Yeah. So they're kind of calling his bluff and saying that they, they got some some moves left, but really on uh, no certainty here. And Anush is now just in on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, um, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I love that as he leaves, Daniel calls him Tommy. Yeah, it. It's revenge for all the stupid Danny. Sure, Don't call him Danny. Yeah, but um, what was the actual line about like being dead or something? I'm not dead yet, Tommy. I think. Yeah, and it just made me think about Tommy in season two. Oh. That's where I went. So it's, it's kind of funny how you were thinking. Him oh, yeah. Him I went for revenge for calling him Danny all the time. Yeah. I was just like, I, and, and I know that that's not what they meant to reference Tommy, but that's just where I was just like, oh, Tommy, dad. And, you know, 
Ah, either way, we'll move on. Yes. Um, the Miyagi Do uh, show up to the Lou Russo's house, wanted to talk to uh, Daniel, and we find out that Nate's got the fucking shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. Gets the and one he definitely bomb. did, too, didn't he? Yeah, that was shocking for me the very first time I saw it. Um, it was, I had the same feeling of seeing Nate beat up uh, when I um, first, the, the season two trailer of of um, Hawk kind of approaching Dimitri while he's backing up uh, mm-hmm. at the mall. Yeah, it was that same kind of feel like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And except for this, we, we see Nate, his his cl- uh, sh- uh, shirts are ripped. So mm-hmm. I'm picturing two guys are holding him back and he's taking this beating. Most and likely, yeah. For him to not be unconscious nor in the hospital, he held his own. He's a tough little mother. Yeah, <laughs> he sure is. Um, any other notes for you on that? Uh, that is kind of quick. Um, yeah, no, uh, Dimitri looks probably more pissed off than we've seen him ever. Yeah, I mean, um, um, I think more pissed off even than the school fight because in the school fight, he was more scared than anything. Yes, 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 he was. Uh, I mean, this is the rise of Miyagi Do, the season three. This, you know, that tweet and I, I sent out right before season three premiered. I'm talking about like I I hope season three is going to show people people that Miyagi does aren't pussies either. So mm-hmm. I think Sam has a little bit of influence, and um, they don't want to you know back down to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Chris Chris is starting to seem like the more um, reluctant one, and Dimitri is kind of stepping forward and and becoming a little bit more aggressive, or at least a little bit more pissy. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Johnny goes to the hospital to donate money. And mm-hmm. uh, he wants to remain anonymous. Uh, we don't know how much. I don't even know if you want to wager because uh, a couple of things to factor in um, the statue. We mm-hmm. don't know how much he got for that. But I'm also thinking that's also including the donation from the church. Uh, yeah, for, mostly. For well, my guess is that uh, Bobby actually gave him a check um, because the church would want to get the write off from it. Oh, right. So Bobby would want the church's name on that one. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that, you know, he gave him both of or gave her both of them. Um, yeah. But that they were separate. Yeah. So um, whatever it is, it's clearly a nice chunk of change because mm-hmm. um, uh, Yaya and Carmen was right behind him. So they kind of mm-hmm. overheard the whole thing. And uh, obviously on the nurse's face, too. She's just like, whoo, you know, you guys right. are lucky. <laughs> you guys are lucky for having this guy in your life. Right, um, right, right. Uh, um, Johnny is still apparently banned from the hospital, or at least believes he is by Carmen. Uh, yeah. Because the first thing he says to her when he turns around is, I'm leaving. Right. Uh, well, I mean, he was hoping that he wouldn't bump into them because he doesn't know the situation between them. Uh, yeah, he doesn't banned. know if he's right. allowed to be there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, could, could have been another awkward moment, but uh, we see... Uh, <laughs> Dr. Fake Alley is what I wrote down here. <laughs> uh, I remember this this fake out, this troll, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to call it. I tweeted it immediately. And I, I want to say John might have liked it on, on Twitter. And I was vague. I said, hey, you know, episode three, you know, they got us or or something like that. You know, you know um, just enough that like you, if you saw it, you would have known I was talking about. Right. What I was talking about. 
Yeah. So uh, they got somebody who I, I was fooled. You know, I literally sat there. I go, oh, they fucking did it. They really got this issue. <laughs> <laughs> so when she turned around, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they did a great job setting that one up and then knocking it right down. Yeah. Uh, and I've said this before. I'm just repeating what um, Josh has said on a previous interview of um, I'm forgetting the show, but he was he was on this other show uh, where he says that, he, you know, they are just using our expectations against us. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they do it well mm-hmm. uh, as he is about to leave. Um, Yaya asks him in English yes. uh, to stay and pray with them because Miguel needs to, uh, needs them. Yes. Oh, so good. Like Rose delivers that line so beautifully that I, I, I want to like, is it quiver your lip? You know, just, is mm-hmm. that, is that right? Yeah. I want to do that and cry like all the mm-hmm. cries. Like it's, it's a very sweet moment. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he stays and then we cut to Robbie and Bobby uh, waiting in the visitation room and probably been, I don't know, like, how long do you think they've been waiting? Because I feel there's got to be some sort of time frame before they, the CEOs are like, all right, well, your guy's not showing up. It's a no show. So you go back kind of thing. Well, um, that's possible. But he also wasn't alone because Bobby was there. Yeah. Um, so it, he did have a visitor. It just, you know, wasn't necessarily the the one. Right. OK. That uh, it, he thought it was going to be. And I don't really know. In that instance, I don't know what Johnny could have done. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to like really read anything from that scene because it's so brief. But I do wonder on, on what level, like how well do Robbie and Bobby know each other? Um, was Robbie kind of named after his quote unquote Uncle Bobby? You know, who's best friends with his dad? Um, I've always kind of wondered. You know, I don't know. So um, I don't think he's not talking to Bobby like someone he does not know or has never met. Yeah. But he's also not talking to him like someone that he knows super, super well recently. Right. So maybe when he was little, he had an uncle Bobby. Right. Um, but as time's gone on, you know, that's I mean, Bobby does know about Robbie, which right. is. Uh, the, the season two, they're all talking about their kids. No one asked Johnny how Robbie was. Yeah, that's a so interesting point. Yeah, um, we cut to the backyard of uh, uh, the back of Miyagi Do, where the kids mm-hmm. show up to take a little initiative to train themselves um, mm-hmm. with uh, his dad or with Sam's dad out of town. Mm-hmm. And when we cut to Daniel uh, at Doyona in Tokyo, Japan. Mm-hmm. Great big building. Yeah. Helipads so, on the roof. Yeah. Hell of a man. Hell of a way to end the episode. Just kind yes. of like, oh, damn, he's already there. <laughs> okay. We're I don't along. know that the, I don't know that the the location tag, the Tokyo, Japan, I don't think right. that actually needed to be there. I think I, I, that they yeah. could have just pulled back from that, that uh, skyscraper and shown us, a, you know, aerial shot of Tokyo. And I think that would have worked. I, I think so, but I wonder if the purpose of that was to say, like, he's in the area. This is not Okinawa. This is Tokyo. So that way it kind of sets up episode four when we come back and then he sees the commercial and then ends up going to um, 
to Okinawa, right? So it's not like yeah. he's looking at the commercial and people are thinking like, wait a minute now, that the end sequence of episode three, wasn't that Okinawa? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but they've mentioned several times that um, Doyona's mm. in Japan. Right, but but Okinawa is not far from Japan. Like it's part of Japan, no? It's one of the prefectures. Right. Now. So yeah. I, I think I think that's it. They they were just, you know, for the for like the super casual people when it comes to geography, it's just like he's not in Okinawa. So it's not as easy as like just driving down the street. Like he's in Tokyo, so he has to fly down there. And then when he gets there, it's been years since he's been there because Tommy Village. So obviously we'll get to all of that in the next review. Yes. But no, I, I I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it, but um, it, yeah, I but I agree with you. It still would have worked um, in context of some of the things we had learned from from the episode. But I, I think that's why it's just to just to let people know for sure that this was not Okinawa, but he's at least close. Yeah, it makes you sense. Know? Yeah, you know, add a bit of a tease. So um, that's it. Uh, that's the the review for this episode three hundred three. Now you're gonna pay. Really enjoyed it. Again, not one episode I dislike. Um, I, I, I love the writing in this. I love the dialogue between all the characters. This just shows that Johnny's willing to do whatever um, he can for Miguel, even missing a, uh, a meeting with his own son. Yeah, I think my overall impression of this episode in a season of 10 exceptional episodes mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that this one is the least engaging, not to say it's the weakest or the worst by any means, but it's the least engaging, just meaning this is a lot of, you know, it's a lot of letdown from the first two episodes and a lot of setup for the next six. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of this little dip in the action. We're not right on the edge of our seats. What's going to happen? Yeah. Um, and honestly, any episode that had to follow Johnny and Daniel from episode two <laughs> is going to be a little bit of a letdown, you know? Because... Sure, sure, sure. I mean, the Tango yeah. and Cash episode, right? Exactly. How do yeah. you follow that? All right. Um, you had a sweep of the leg. And, well, I mean, you got some badass fighting between Robbie and Sean. You did. But... But, but the I good guy got his too. ass kicked. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're you're. I mean, this this still had a lot of stuff to unpack. You had oh yeah you know, the the backstory of Larusso Auto, uh, the dealership. You know, so you get more of that, more spirit of the Miyagi and the bonsai trees with the flashback. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. And that's what I mean. I mean it, it's it's you know winding us down and starting to wind us up in the other direction and it's yeah. all information that we needed and it's beautifully delivered i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not you know shooting it down at all no it's no. just not got you know a lot of the um you know danger and suspense and all of that kind of stuff you know that right. that kind of lurches us along <laughs> from episode to episode for sure. um for the next you know uh, four hours yeah um but we this is exposition that we need. Yes. So yeah, and it's and, beautiful. Yeah, you know, it it really is. And there's expo uh, uh, exposition that we didn't know we need, um, like the Miyagi stuff that uh, mm -hmm. that you're just like, oh, hey, you know, I've been questioning it. Here it is. Yes. Um, all right. Well, episode four. Oh, I think we're all looking forward to to uh, reviewing next. Um, I'm sure there's probably going to be a couple interviews in between, but we definitely would like to get the episode reviews done sooner um uh, i i think 
But, uh, you know, if you want to continue the conversation, we got the group page that we talk about, um, you know, uh, the social medias and, and all that good stuff. Um, Brianna, anything else, uh, anything else you want to bring up before we close this out? Um, no, everybody stay safe. The world is looking like it's possibly coming to an end with the ending. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> the world is coming to an end with the ending. <laughs> yes, yes. The world ending is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody just hang in there, um, hearing more and more every day about, you know, friends and loved ones and acquaintances and just people everywhere getting their shots. So mm-hmm. hang in there. You will get one. Um, and what else? That's about yeah, it. That's about um, it. Yeah. So just make sure you follow us on all the social medias because uh, we do a lot of different things everywhere. I mean, even sometimes when I make things um, graphics or uh, things to kind of start a conversations. I don't share them all in the same places, but hey, TikTok. I just started a TikTok. Cobra Kai Companion. Um, I am up to... Because you're 17. Yes. Well, look, in, in one week, I've gotten 700 followers already. And um, one of That's my... That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my TikToks went viral. Uh, the last time I checked, I was just slightly under 20,000 views for a real brief clip of uh, Owen Morgan just doing his promo. And I threw in, you know, Bert being thrown through the window and um, saying no cat, you know, so people like that. <laughs> I do not understand my children's generation. Yeah, I don't get it either, but I seem to be doing OK. Some of the people have been liking some of the things I've done there. So uh, check me out um, on TikTok, Cobra Kai Companion. Um, I'm on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod. Cobra Kai podcast for Instagram, but always check the website, CobraKaiCompanion.com for all uh, 72 interviews at this time. Uh, we got the merch store. Uh, also, we have a partner affiliate with Contenders Clothing. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. If you want to check out some of their Cobra Kai swag, you go uh, use our link in the show notes and use the code CK podcast. You'll get 20% off. So um, the nice little incentive there to to use our link uh, with the code. So, Brianna, where can people find you if they want to follow you for yourself? I am a uh, Brianna twenty five. I almost forgot my own name. <laughs> it's uh, it's late. Um, well, I mean, inside baseball, <laughs> when we first started recording, I I forgot how we opened up the episode. <laughs> <laughs> You forgot, right? And um, I usually give my socials before you give yours. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, this is the most bass backwards outro we've ever done anyway my my name is brianna 25 on twitter tumblr instagram facebook youtube archive of our own fanfiction.net did i get them all i think so i think i, I got think them so. all yeah Woo-hoo. oh hey why don't you uh pimp out switch's new podcast oh my god everybody window of opportunity the stargate rewatch podcast it is hosted by my good friend uh switch 842 it is co-hosted by my good friend rachel it is all about starting from uh they started with the pilot episode children of the gods 101 and 102 children of the gods uh they just i believe today released an episode first commandments yes i believe it was it was the first commandment so they are up to uh, they're up to episode five um, and episode five of season one. And they have um, 
202 more to go. So um, <laughs> you absolutely need to listen to <laughs> Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast. It's amazing. Um, if you were a Stargate fan, are a Stargate fa- uh, fan, Kyle Lauren has done, who did our amazing theme song here, has also done a theme song for the Stargate podcast that channels David Arnold in a way I have never, ever heard gives me chills. I can see the gate opening every time I listen to it. So run to uh, your favorite podcast catcher and look for Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast. How, how cool is it if, you know, um, you follow us and like supporting like our fellow friends too, who also use Kyle for music? It's isn't that kind of like interesting? Like, oh, wow, this is an original piece by Kyle or like a cover, tribute, whatever, by Kyle. Kind of cool. I may have facilitated that. No, oh, see, there you go. Yeah. I've because out. his music deserves to be heard. Oh, no. Everywhere. I 100% yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah All yeah. right. Okay. So that's going to do it. Thank you, everybody, uh, again, for tuning in. Um, we've mentioned the voicemail if you want to leave feedback, but uh, if that's not a thing you want to do, eventually we're going to revisit these episodes and have you, the listeners, tune in. Um, just not for these episode reviews because uh, it's hard to you probably give the phone number. In. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, let me let me let me pull that up. <laughs> we're just like those classified ads. Call Dave without a yeah. phone number. Okay, and if you want to leave that voicemail, it is four two four two six two seventy two eighty four which is 424-COBRA-84. So that's again to Amy for securing that phone number. Yes. Yep. So uh, until the next episode, I still don't understand how they get coffee in the cake. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.